Let's spread a song so you can sing along with a special guest or two. Or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is our bestie of the pod, who you literally just heard last episode. It's Battles, everyone! Oh, I'm back, baby! Yes, and by the power of editing and podcasts, it's like you never left. <laughs> yes, so this, this cold just came out of nowhere within the last five minutes <laughs> yep yep the weather here has been wild happy spring everyone happy spring everything's blooming it's beautiful and it's making me miserable <laughs> <laughs> but you know what doesn't make you miserable is talking about monty python's spam a lot now no that is quite the opposite is- of misery so that is a delight wrapped yeah. in a uh, phantasmagory <laughs> with a side of bacon because bacon makes everything better. <laughs> no, Brussels sprouts. I'm a vegetarian. Brussels sprouts <laughs> makes everything better. You're there right. You Actually, you're right. I do love the Brussels sprouts. Uh, Although the Brussels sprouts are objectively good with bacon if you're into that kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> which, which, yeah, you're right. Anyway. We've, we digress. We, we digress. Spam a lot. Well, don't worry Speaking how we meat watched products. it. <laughs> meat byproducts. Don't worry how we watched it. Um, we did. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I saw this on Broadway with the original cast. So Bam. I did buy a ticket. Yeah, exactly. Bam. I'm showing Bam. battles. My playbill from when I saw it, I believe we saw it day three of previews nice yeah so speaking and and it's kind of funny that i'm having you come on after the live episode came out because we saw it my my parents took me for my birthday (laughs) because the show uh premiered on broadway february 14th of 2005 i do believe i read that somewhere hold on i may also just be lying to you it says so in the paper that you provided me. It's yes. So <laughs> yeah. So previews started February fourteenth, two thousand five, and it ran until uh, January eleventh, two thousand nine. So day after my birthday. Oh, oh! It's a whole birthday theme today. Uh, Yay! Yeah. So the book was by Eric Idle, music by John Duprez and Eric Idle, lyrics by Eric Idle, and it was directed by Mike Nichols. There is no IMDb summary because don't worry about how we watch this. Uh, <laughs> but first and foremost, you like—I'm uh, assuming you like Monty Python. So growing up, like all my all my friends were like dudes, like in high school for the most part, and like. One of our just uh, habitual su- uh, Sunday weekend kind of like things where we would go to my friend Sean John's house with his friend Jesse, and we would put this on. It was either this Life of Brian. Sometimes Clue got in the mix, but like mm. it was it was something that we did like once a month at least, at least. So I could pretty much quote the movie from like top to bottom to begin with. So this was a treat and a half for me. See, I, I I have seen the movie prior to seeing the stage version way back when in 2005. But now revisiting it after seeing the stage version and listening to the cast album, I'm like, where's Lancelot's song or gay subplot? Where's this thing? Where's that that they introduce in the show? Yeah. So like... It kind of <laughs> melded, but like it's still funny, and like the show pretty much follows the movie. I feel like there's like maybe one or two scenes that are cut. I honestly, I can't think of any cut scenes. I'm just, I know that there are additions, and I think the all the additions like add richness to the story. So uh, yeah, it it only got better. The one thing that I know is cut is Castle Anthrax. 
Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. right. I forgot about that. It is a reference. There is a reference to it in the, in find your grail, the costuming of the, uh, uh, the ensemble women. Yeah. Uh, they're in that nun. That like Vestal Virgin kind of. Then mm-hmm. the oral sex. Oral sex. <laughs> but like the, one of the strong additions of the show is a female lead in, or a female character in this, yes. which is the Lady of the Lake. And her Laker girls. And her Laker girls, of course. Um, I like the addition. I th- I feel like it didn't detract. It actually added in parts. Um, oh, yeah. And, and also she has like a few songs here and there where you, clearly it's like, oh, we need a break or, oh, we need a set change. So the one I'm thinking of mostly is whatever happened to my part, otherwise known as Diva's Lament question mark. Yes. I don't know. This is what I found on Wikipedia. Uh, they called it whatever happened to my part they didn't mention anything called the diva's limit so but that one you could tell they're like oh we have to do something behind a curtain so bring out sara (laughs) and have them sing they are one of my favorites like in terms of like a performance that i've seen on broadway i want to play this part so bad that was actually a question i had for you like what part would you want to play i mean I was waiting for you to be like Lancelot or something like that. No, no. I, so these are like karaoke staples for me. If I'm going into a karaoke bar that like I know is like a little bit more like Broadway centric, one of these is getting done. I do these all the time. Do you mean? I love it. The, the. uh, Either Diva's Lament. Or um, uh, uh, the song that goes like this, if there's a, a dude there, like, uh, or, you know, someone who, who will sing the other part. Uh, and then her 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 big duet with, um, uh, oh, wait, no, that is, uh, this, what's the other song that the she song sings that's also duet? Find oh, the song girl. that goes like this, yeah. And Find Your Growl, yeah. I'll sing one of those three. Okay, so that answered one of my questions. Uh so you've you've seen this before, I'm assuming, since we saw it. Don't worry about how we watched it, everyone, <laughs> for this episode. I'm, yeah, I saw it on Broadway, like with the original cast. I just, I was watching this and I was like, this show is so funny. Why did it leave? Like, I don't, I don't know why it left Broadway. It could have run forever. Like, it's so timeless. I feel like. Monty Python, maybe it's not as prominent in, like, the, the ethos of, like, people's subconscious or consciousness, but, like, I I feel like it's still viable, and it's so fun, like, in the undisclosed way that we watched this, the audience seemed to be, like, very much enjoying, like, every second of it, so it was, yeah, and obviously, it was one of the most memorable theatrical experiences that I've had. Like, I re- like maybe top five. I really, really like this show. Because, like, I'm looking at what's currently on Broadway as of this recording, and there's nothing, like, this sticky. Yeah. And, like, I can't remember the, la- the last time there was something this sticky on the Broadway. Well, it's kind of like... Honestly, for me, like South Park, bigger, uncut. I know, I know. Hold on, uh, it's a broad stroke. But in terms of like being just like formulaic, true to like Broadway's roots, and mm-hmm. being like a, a spectacle, like I, it ticks so many boxes. And then additionally, just like it is like beautiful and has heart, and like is enjoyable in terms of like watching characters grow like i i really i I just said it again i really like this show and like with the premiere cast that happened like jesus stars tim curry tim fucking curry uh david hyde pierce christian christian ball who at the time relatively unknown yeah i was like oh that's cool And and then i've listened to the album so many times and i never put two and two together until now yeah. <laughs> doing this <laughs> where I was like oh right he is now a thing ah um he is now <laughs> the thing the thing yes Christopher Sieber like his 
so much oh so much fun yeah the list goes on man like there's not a weak link in this cast like no. it's so strong even the the people who aren't like quote-unquote household names like oh my god the the supporting cast is just so, yeah uh, unbelievable uh yeah and like even the on the Wikipedia page, they have notable Broadway cast replacements. Like Alan Tudyk played Sir Lancelot at some point. Uh, Marin Maisie, Hannah Waddingham. Oh, rip, rip. Yup. Uh, I'm trying to like pick out, there's so many names that I'm tripping over them. <laughs> Clay Aiken was Sir Robin at one point. Oh, of course he was. <laughs> that one I, I was just I like- I definitely had, I was a Gaikin for, wait, what, wait, what were they called? I was a Clay Aiken fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, um, I was like thoroughly enjoying myself, remembering things, remembering the staging. Cause like I said, I've listened to the album cast album so many times. So like, like, like the booby tray that comes out when they go to Camelot laughing, like the only thing I'm a little unsure of these days um and maybe you could walk me help me through this one is um you won't succeed on broadway yeah which fun funnily enough was renamed you won't succeed in showbiz in london and then eventually called star song on the uk tour so this is the one where they talk about how they, <laughs> they need the the old um stereotype of like Jewish people will pay for Broadway shows. <laughs> also, a lot of them tend to be producers. Produ- yes. Yeah. And and then, which made me think about the show, the producers slash right. movies. So I was like, well. But then that's written by a Jewish guy. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like they, he can own it. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I don't know if it, 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 yeah. it's a cringe. <laughs> It's, but like yeah yeah I, the i won i wonder though the one on the uk tour that's called star song i wonder if they like reworked some lyrics and things like that that maybe I mean, that, that is what... literally the song so <laughs> i mean not only that then they double down like the whole with patsy being jewish you know what i mean like so it's it's not integral to the plot but like it's there <laughs> it's 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 kind of integral to the ending of sir robin where he comes out yeah. being like i'm gonna make it on broadway but like that's it but i'm i don't i don't i don't know Comedy's weird to talk about af- way after the fact because obviously we've yeah. all grown and you and i are like we love the show there is a clunker but like me we, yeah yeah <laughs> it's not the worst it's it's not like you know casting Rita Moreno to play Tup Tim in yeah <laughs> right 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 <laughs> like that's that's an oopsie daisy from the get <laughs> but um I was just like I wrote down and I hope you agree with me that like this feels like it's a musical theater lovers show like it's yeah. for people who love theater because there's so many jokes easter eggs um i mean i i haven't watched monty python's flying circus but like i know some of the references that they are making yeah um like after watching this i i revisited yet another cringe thing uh the the lumberjack song i'm a lumberjack and i'm okay yeah i didn't realize they referenced that in here yep so for those of you who don't know at the end of uh he is not dead yet they do this like march off um, and they mention suspenders and a bra and that's in the lumberjack. <laughs> he chops down trees. He wears high heels. <laughs> oh, uh, here's a, here's a thing. Okay. Lady of the Lake lover slash yes. breaking down the character in uh, the reprise of the song that goes like this. Is it a reference that I'm not, I feel like there's a reference there that I'm not. Getting. Oh, I thought she was trying to be Judy Garland. Oh, yeah, it's just like fully her Judy Garland impression. Oh, because I was just like, I, I get it that she's supposed to be like a lounge act. We're in Vegas, like because that's what they're treating Camelot. 
So I was like, is it supposed to be like, I was wondering if she was supposed to be like Cher because of the costume, costuming. Right. I mean, costuming, it's more Cher adjacent, but like the way she sings it, I think that's supposed to be more like okay. late Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know where to go. I, like, I don't, it's such a love fest. Um, I do know that some of the songs were not written by John Dupriez and Eric Idol. Like the Finland fish slapping song. Well, Finland right. was written by Michael Palin for some reason. Let me hold on. Oh, it was a sketch. It was another sketch on Monty Python. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just think I think it's used really well here because it's like it's like a pun, right? So they mistake them saying uh Finland for England and it just like it sets up the absurdity of what you're gonna be like the wild ride that you're gonna take up uh takes so well um yes. I, I just thought that was so so well done so smart yeah because it, it, it's like buckle up kids you're in to yeah. laugh. You're, you're in for a, for like an ab workout with the amount of laughing you're gonna do Right. And it's kind of like the equivalent in, in the opening credits in the movie where it's just like, oh, this guy's been sacked and this guy's been sacked. And you like, so it does like it's it's like the musical number equivalent of that. Like I, you're you're in for a shit show, y'all, but you're going to love it. Do you think this would work as a feature film? Yeah. Because, I mean, it already is a feature film. Yeah, it already is. And like on it. I think the music and the additional plot lines just add to the original work. Um, so yeah, because I, I would I would take my money, dude. Take my the, money. Because the movie already had Knights of the Round Table as yep. part of it, and Brave Sir Robin, mm -hmm. right? Yes, yeah. Because and both of those were written by Neil Innes. 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 Sure. I think it's Innes. It is. We'll go with it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel I was I wonder though if they are going to do it and who would play who? Like who would oh, play gosh. what? Gosh. I mean, at this point I think for for the audience and just for the sheer fact of unfortunately like age, it I would maybe someone could do a cameo, but like like John Cleese could still play God. Yeah. <laughs> they have it recorded somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which that I also forgot about. I was like, oh, he did play God. <laughs> so good. Uh, what else did I read? Oh, okay. So you said you watched Monty Python's Flying Circus and the. Oh, yeah. Huge, mm -hmm. huge. Life of Brian. Yeah. Uh, all, all the above. Do you think, though, there could have been more references or was there more references that i'm probably not getting because like i said never watched the full scope of falling circus i mean i think it was just like the right amount peppered in because it, again they they followed the the movie so faithfully like it just felt like to your point those little easter eggs that they popped in are just like you know for the super fans there's this little piece but like i i think it was just right i don't i wouldn't want it to be more heavy-handed because like those other references that we talked about, they do it in a way to include everyone in on, hey, this is funny, please laugh. But then for super fans like you, you'd be like, I get this reference. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just wrote down, oh my God, the mime. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. Um, it was a lot, there was a bit, there was a lot of exclamation marks in my notes, like long live the rabbit. Oh my God. So it was so funny. Um, I don't know if you ever, I, I went to school in West Virginia. So like our education system is real questionable, but like, I just remember for like English class and like French class, if you did like videos, you would get extra credits for cool. reasons. So like for English class, like one year, uh, my, my friends and I, the, the, the ones that I was just telling you about, we did like a recreation of this for, I don't even remember like what the point was. It might've been like Shakespeare as retold, retold by Monty Python. Anyway, forget the premise, but like, I, I definitely remember we bought this like shitty white rabbit stuffed animal, like covered it in ketchup and like just threw it across the screen and like had stills of us like being like thrown up against the wall. It was just 
the practical effects are so terrible and like so good. You know what I mean? Like it's just so fucking funny. This show, like they they I love how they talk about how much money that they spend on it, and then there are points where like the rabbit, the mound is just like a a two D semicircle with paint on it, and they also pay it's homage. A flat. It's just a straight it's a flat. flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not saying it's a flat for the podcast, but like a flat. Oh right, yeah, a, a flat a, as in the theatrical a, term of piece of staging. <laughs> yes. Because like you could tell that there's there was a lot of money thrown at this show, um, with the costuming, the staging, but then they also had to pay homage to the Monty Python of it all. So like the 2D god legs and the clouds that were also screens that they could project on and blah, 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 blah. So it was wild. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I laughed my ass off watching this last night. It was uh, chef's, chef's kiss. Do you think though, the audience member was a plant in at the end of the show? Oh yeah, so that ticket is like $500. Oh yeah, you have, there's, that ticket is like a premium. Like you have to pay a shit ton of money to sit in that seat. Because <laughs> you're so sitting like, under a prop, uh, top yeah. of a prop, basically. So like either, either you know, and you just like buy it for yourself because you, you know, you just want, you want the, the moment in the sun, like your, your 15 minutes as it were, or you like, buy it for someone who has no fucking clue what's going on. And then they're just like, what? Yeah, 17-year-old musical theater nerd, John, me, wanted to definitely be in that seat. And I was like, oh. oh. same. 40-year-old me now would still like to very much be in that seat. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, why am I watching this? I was like, why am I not there right now? Fuck you. Fuck you guys. Yeah. They should honestly, I know they do it in some regional theaters somehow because budget, but like a a revival of this would just make me so happy. Truly. Yeah. And like, they don't have to do the typical revival thing, which is like, find a new angle. Just do it. Just Just do it. it. Yeah. Even if it wasn't as like grandiose and they did like a little bit more like pared down version of it, like. I don't need like the 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 pyrotechnics and like the the stage fog. Like I just keep it simple. It's just so good on its own. You can keep it as the the two D cutouts of things and like it works. Change change up the costumes in there because like Lady of the Lake, every entrance was a new. Uh, yeah. Every and from her typical Lady of the Lake wear to find your grill as she has like. <laughs> Images of a grail on her dress, which was yeah. so funny. <laughs> Do, yeah, uh, they are the- so lucky to play that role. I mean, so talented. I mean, just but again, yeah. it's like that's that's a fucking dream role. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Sada Ramirez prior to this was not like a name. I mean, this was obviously so- before Grey's Anatomy. I think she, yeah, uh, I think they, they were, like, plucked from Juilliard to do, like, their first show. What? Oh, yeah. They've always been, like, next-level talented. And I think it was not not too long thereafter that they got cast in this. Well, I'm looking at their, their uh, Wikipedia page. I mean, they started on Broadway with... The- a musical called The Cateman in 1998. That's what they got plucked from Juilliard to do. Got it. And then it looks like they did things here and there, but like this may have been like what put them on the map. Well, they won a Tony, right? If I'm not mistaken, like this won them a Tony. Oh, are we are we at Tony's talking already? Okay, let's talk. Oh, about well, I just, I just, yeah. I'm so, just saying, like clearly, this is a, a yeah. role. Yeah, they won like a Tony. A, yeah. They they all uh the show won, ultimate the show won best musical and Mike Nichols won best direction but like Tim Curry and Hank Azaria were both nominated for leading actor Michael McGrath and Christopher Sieber were both nominated for fi- oh featured. we didn't even mention Hi- Hank Azaria oh Jesus Hank Azaria like people know him for for his voice in The Simpsons at the time right like he was Spartacus. 
Oh, that's true. How could I forget? <laughs> How could I forget about oh. the birdcage? But like mo- most most people, people yeah, here's Mo. Yeah. But man, and the, the what's interesting about the show is that they are playing multiple parts, except for uh, Lady of the Lake and King Arthur. They are those a- actors are playing just those roles. Everyone yeah, just else. That track. Everyone else is following suit of the Monty Python of it all, where they're like, "No, now you're playing, yeah, other roles." And it's fa- it's interesting to because like Patsy, you blink and you don't pay it, you miss the other roles that they're playing, or like um, I I didn't realize that uh, Sir Be- Bedivere mm-hmm. is also Mrs. Galahad, <laughs> which is so funny <laughs> i'm sorry i love i love a good is that called a skirt roll <laughs> i i think traditionally yeah yeah i love that with the skirt rolls in this are uh, amazing and like for for a, a potential like rehashing of the show since there are so many like I think tr- now there are more opportunities for like people who uh, identify on the spectrum of like, you know, like there's there's more like trans roles, non-binary roles. Like yes. I, I and I think this show in particular like lends itself to like anyone can fucking do this show in any part, and like that's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the historian. Uh, well, no, the historian could be played by anyone the christian bowl track i yeah. mean i know there's the joke about calling him like people thought he was a girl and everything which is following the movie it's right it's following the movie but like i i honestly feel like that joke could still work depending on who's cast yeah maybe Lancelot, like i don't know but like still like it seems that this is like a very like there's a lot of opportunity for inclusion with this particular show yes um i i i I, who's got money seriously yeah (laughs) who has money Uh, shout out to anyone who wants to mount this production and 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 cast me as the lady of the lake (laughs) i already have my audition ready i have it on tape (laughs) ready to go i just aged myself i have it on my cell phone (laughs) (laughs) It's it's on a jump drive somewhere, a flash drive somewhere. Yeah. My uh, my friend Chris Harris and I, we did a. It's the only cabaret I've ever done. It was called like a gay of a, a gay and his girl, sexless in the city, or something like to that effect. Amazing. And uh, this was this was on the docket from the jump. Like I was like, we're singing this song, and the other one that was like a non-negotiable was um uh. I give it Last all from you or for you for from Last no um from Songs for a New World. I was going to say the two, I was like, unicorn. Oh no no no. That was that was far prior to my obsession with Dan Avedan. We've done it again. Everybody drink. <laughs> We've mentioned Dan Avedan in an episode. Um but no. <laughs> I I didn't realize that this also won a Grammy for best Not musical surprising. show album. Yeah. Good for the I don't even know all who the else. accolades. Yeah, it, there was a few Drama Desk Awards. However, when it went to London, it did not win any L- Olivier's. It was nominated, but it did not win, unfortunately. Rude. I know. Yeah, right? on, on their home turf, man. <laughs> Maybe they're just, they're so used to English, uh, like, humor that it's not novel. You know what I mean? It's just like, this is, this is I what mean, they also, do. They also had Tim Curry reprise, like, playing the same role. Like, how- Yeah, that's a sin. <laughs> Come on, it's your home turf. You have a Brit playing the lead. It's uh, it's fucking Monty Python. Like, give it to him. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just give it to him now, like, retro- retroactively? <laughs> yeah, and the Tony, because, come on, he did. Yeah. Who did you, who won? Mm, let's see. Best performance of a leading actor in 2005. Let's see. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Norbert Leo Butts for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Oh, I saw that show too. Oh, God. So Gary Beach was also nominated for La Caja Fall. And John Lithgow was nominated for Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I mean, that's a hard category. So All you those have... shows were exceptional. 
So you have five people from three shows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, Casey Nicola did the choreography for this. Of this of Spam a lot. I didn't know that. Which what else did I you think? Casey Nicola. He did oh. famously recently he did uh Some Like It Hot and had to go on for a performance. Oh my god. Hysterical. <laughs> yes. So good job. Wait, am I thinking of the right person? Hold on. <laughs> I might uh oh <gasps> wait. Breaking news, everyone. Breaking news um first of all wrong he did uh the prom that was what was recent oh got you got you got you uh according to casey nicola's wikipedia page in 2021 it was announced that he will be making his film directing debut by helming the film adaptation of spam a lot for paramount pictures with eric idle penning the script and dan jinx producing you heard it here first. Did we just manifest that shit? I mean, it was two years ago, but yes, we did. Yes. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, that brings me such joy. I hope it, I hope it gets fast-tracked. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. We my... need this in our lives. Yes, everyone needs this movie with some, with some edits. Some little, little edits yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think we're touching, maybe some like some we're, we're not gonna call them flats but maybe some dissonant chords <laughs> yes yes because i was just like when i when, uh eventually we get to stripe and flats but when i was watching this for that part i was like i don't know i, I it's not really a flat because like yeah it's like making fun of them in a stereotypical way but like it's not I, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like you can't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, with regard to that, I'm just like, you know. It I, happens. It feels like a, a, just a a, a a pothole that you're going to fall into. So just step around it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, what I do like about, what I love more about the show, too, is that it's also a tap show. A tapper. Yeah. Tap heavy. And, like. My favorite part is when they use the coconuts and then go into the dance. I'm like, oh, again, yes. Blah, yes. Like, oh, uh, so everything. Mike Nichols knew what he was doing and Casey yeah. Nichols. Like, and then <laughs> my favorite too is when they're looking for the grail and then they do like different dance styles, but then they end with like uh, America from West Side Story. Yep. Again, like-, like this isn't just a love. You've you've said this, but this isn't just a love letter to Monty Python. It's like the great American musical as well. Like there are so many little, yeah, little bits and bobs in there, little little nuggets of joy. Well, because Eric Idle, I, I I said earlier, wrote music for Monty Python. Like I think he. Like, I mean, he obviously had a chance to do it, but like, I uh, did he actually write a lot more for Monty Python? Do you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Musically, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Um, so little more backstory on the show. I thought this just was like the days of Broadway where they didn't need an out of town, apparently, but nope, we they did an out of town, uh, in Chicago in December 2004. And then went to the Broadway. There were tours. And then the West End got it in 2006. Um, and it also closed January 2009. So. Sad year. Sad year. God damn it. They both closed at the same time? Fuck. Days apart. Days uh, apart. Hell. I mean, it would be also on point and funny if they closed at the same day. Yeah. Just, I mean, obviously, that, that different time like, zones. That tracks, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh no, Monty Python would do this. <laughs> um, God, I don't know where else to go. What, what do you have? What, what is there anything you wanna mention or talk more about? No, just like again, I, I forgot how closely it does follow the movie. And again, this was such like a form part of my childhood uh that it it was it felt like so 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 nostalgic and I think that's another reason why I enjoy it so much and like 
I legitimately love these songs as well. Like, I think they're so, so well written and I love singing them personally. Um, yeah, I. <sighs> what? Okay. If you had the opportunity at the, at these karaoke or cabaret things, what non lady of the lake song would you sing? Okay. Honestly, it's still a duet, but I think I'm, I'm all alone. <laughs> Cause I, I fucking love that. And then when Patsy comes in, he's all alone, except yeah. for me. Like it's, yeah. And it's, it's I, like vocally of the same ilk. What's interesting is that there's not, I think Diva's Lament is really the only solo song. Yeah. Her other two main numbers are duets, which again, I love, I love a collaboration. No, I mean, out of all of them, it feels like it's oh. either like a big ensemble number or there's, or it's like the the knights sing yeah. different parts, because like you know, always look on the bright side of life. It, it, uh, everyone comes in and it turns yeah. into a tap number. Yes. Um, uh, find your grail. Although it is led by Lady of the Lake, it's um, it's an ensemble number. Which I don't know if they did this on purpose, but it feels like. Uh, the moment where Tim Curry does his speak singing, it's when it's, we all need a lift. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's from Rocky Horror, right? Yeah. Yes. I was like, I don't know if you guys did this on purpose, but because it's Tim Curry and because it's this weird similar pattern, I was like, this is so. I I wrote down, hit me with that Rocky Horror reference. <laughs> I'll take it. Even if it's not intended, I want it. So it is, it's canon. It's head canon for me. Yes. Uh, like, uh, there's, there, there are 23 songs and it doesn't feel heavy either with the songs. No, it's sort of like, it almost have like, has that like the sense of like operetta where it's just like the, mm -hmm. the plot just kind of like so seamlessly like leads into the songs um yeah it, it again well done <laughs> i feel lame just like i really like this show i think a lot of it most of it is like really well done yeah yeah and please let that i hope that that movie casey please make a move please make yeah. a move happen otherwise i battles and i and probably a few others after listening to this will yeah will be an angry We're going to start mob. a GoFundMe. <laughs> and we're just going to fucking make it ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ultra I, low budget. I would love to play Christian Borle's track. Borle. Your cast. Borle. Yeah. Borle. Because I want to sing His Name is Lancelot. <laughs> yep. His name is Lancelot. And, and, and also, like, I still love that they kept the joke about that. Um, what's the prince's name? Prince Herbert. Yeah. I love that. They kept the fact that like that, the, the dad is breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. And like, they're all. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> uh, and also like they, <laughs> it's just, they make so many theater jokes too. Like, yeah. like at the end where they're like, Oh, he has, we have to break the fourth wall or. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Um, Battles, is there anything else you want to talk about, though, before we get into Sharp and Flat? I like this show. <laughs> oh! I really like this show. <laughs> I do also want to say that, like, even the costuming was so smart. Because, like, you have, I mean... And again, like, a perfect homage to the to the film. To the film. And then even the other knights. Because I don't remember what the non-named knights, especially like when they do Knights of the Round Table in the movie, what they're wearing and all, but the ensemble knights fit in perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, with the, they all had their own little special tunics and things like that. And then like the big, uh, the big lounge theme uh, number two, like the costumes and that was so fun. Yes. And then even like the, the, and can dancers being everybody, anybody. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Eponine moment, which laughs my ass. When they did Les Mis, oh my God. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh. There are two Lena's references where they do like the slow walk. They do the slow Don't walk. Don't they do that? In my mind, they did. Like, you know, um, when they're waving the flag and they're doing like oh. this slow back and forth march. Did yes. they not do that? They did. Oh. I Maybe think I just there, wanted there it was, to be that. I think there was a flag moment, but they ran in front of a screen after the cow was catapulted, which, by the way, theater theater person to theater person, they must have messed up that at least once, right? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> Law of averages. <laughs> and it's like, what do you do? Like, there's so many technical elements in the show that you're just like, something had to like yeah it 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 can't be perfect every night uh nope. okay let's get into sharp and flat shall we yes sharp flat so in this section we're going to highlight some moments whether or not uh we talked about it and if we liked it it's sharp and if we didn't like it or thought it could change it's flat minor dumb so what do you want to start with do you want to start with flats just because it's yeah, I'm fast. not going to have a lot to say. My flight is that the show closed. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, if I again, I struggled. I was like, well, there might be some like culturally um sensitive updates that we might want to take a look at, but like mm-hmm. again, like as a product of its time, uh you know, I still thought that was funny (laughs) and like and like in this in this revival you proposed yeah because i noted maybe not all white yeah and that's what i'm saying like there's there's so much there's so much room for diversity in this in this cast so like go hog wild hog fucking wild and and any gender can play any gender i feel like Hell, I'll fight you for Lady of the Lake. I'll lose, but I'll fight you for it. Oh, I, I, I have a sword right here that I'm... You'll get this guy. <laughs> oh, oh, it, it looks so sharp and pointy. I don't want it in my eye. Can we, oh, can oh. we duet Diva's Lament? Come on, just let me duet it with you. <laughs> Meet me at the karaoke bar, bitch. <laughs> Diva off. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um... Okay, so I mean, did you have any flats besides? I really, I really didn't. I, I, I it, it was. It's a near perfect production for me. Mm. The near perfect production. The okay, so every once in a while, I have what I like to call a natural, which is neither a sharp nor a flat. Yeah. But, and this is the that song, the "You Won't Succeed on Broadway" song, because like, I'm feeling something. And we we need to discuss it, but I also feel like the sh- that the song about being on Broadway or theater or something needs to happen, but like yeah. take a different approach to it. Yeah. So great, agree. <laughs> and then my sharp is the whole damn thing. Yeah, the whole fucking honestly, specifically for me, my my shining my shining sharp is all the Lady of the Lake songs. I I just got goosebumps. Like, I love those works of art. Did you see it with Sada? I did. Yeah. I, I want- saw the original cast. Oh, that's right. You said that. I want to... I, hmm, I wonder if there's video somewhere on the, on the deep web um, of other people singing it. Because, like, I have uh, them because they're on the the cast album right they're on this version that don't worry about how we watched it like i i would love to see other people's interpretations of this i'm sure that's on youtube yeah i'm sure yours is on YouTube. actually <laughs> uh you can watch mine <laughs> go to uh-huh. emily battles on youtube and you can see me and the indemnable chris harris performing uh once in every show nice um it's totally okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so besides, the, I'm going to change this next question slightly for you. Besides the diva, uh, the uh, Lady of the Lake songs, what songs would you add to your life's playlist? I mean, let's go down. Uh, <laughs> he's not dead yet. Oh, uh, classic. Yeah. Uh, always look on the bright side of life. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Lancelot. I'm all alone. I'm, and I, I'm obviously anything that uh, Sarah sings like is a yes for me. Yes. Um, so I'm just skipping over those. Uh, yeah, those those additional ones. So my process for doing for prepping for this was that I listened to the album first. Yeah. <laughs> just to like, because I, I mean, I, I, I brush it off every once in a while and and play it, you know, dust it off and be like, yeah, let's play this. Let's play this album. I, I There weren't any skips, I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I wouldn't want to skip over anything. No, I mean, I, I, I should skip over You Won't Succeed on Broadway, but it's David I. Pierce singing. I, I just want to hear his voice. Then you shouldn't for David I. Pierce. I'm not, yeah, but like, you know, the fish slapping song is so funny, even as an audio. Yeah. Um, the the Laker girls, like, it's so dumb. I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh. and and the I I really want the movie to happen because then I can like sit down and enjoy that, and then you know, then watch Monty Python's Holy Grail and be like, ah, different 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 i know it's different so this way like my brain is not expecting the laker girls in that one yeah. or or hell lady of the lake i'm surprised that's not in the movie the original movie well there they're not a lot of women in monty python famously <laughs> that's like a little bit of varied opportunity just I, a lot of old white dudes <laughs> but i mean in in terms of like the fact that they're playing off of the arthurian legend right there is no guinevere there is no lady of the lake there is like they they corrected it here for that for that reason but i was just like wow they don't they don't have that. The one woman is in Castle Anthrax for whatever yeah. fucking reason. <laughs> uh, but battles. This was such a love fest and a fast love fest for this. Uh, like uh, again, like it's it, there's not there's not a lot of, to pick apart, and there's so much that's good. Like it's just kind of hard to differentiate everything. You know what I mean? Right, and and. and it's a lot of like we saw it way back in the day had like mm, over 15 years to forget about it and then are now revisiting it being like oh yes this was even funnier than i remember yeah um uh like like the the night the nights you say me um nee! <laughs> the the black knight the i mean every- i had that as a t-shirt as a kid just a it was just, yeah yep it was just like his his little torso <laughs> just i think it got it a hot topic like <laughs> i forgot how they did that because yeah. like because i'm just like all oh, right there is they do do i knew they did the black knight but i forgot how they did the legs yeah until we until obviously watching it and i was like ah that's smart and like they did they did the whole like look at me don't look behind me kind of a thing for the audience be like oh no there's some action here you should pay attention to me don't pay attention behind me ha ah, goodbye <laughs> it was very well done and very theatrical i'm looking forward to this movie and i think whenever this movie comes out if i'm still doing this podcast i'm having you come on and we're oh going. i i would unfriend you if you had <laughs> anyone else it may in be both panel. social media and life. <laughs> it may, I may, it may be a panel, or it may just be you. Who knows? Uh, I will, I will invite others, but I will be in the mix, we'll or else you there. are dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I'm so excited to to promote this particular episode because I do want to put clips up of myself singing the song. Yeah. So, oh, and speaking of that, battles were done. We did it. What do you have Yay! to promote? What is coming up? Um, honestly, th- this is a little bit of um, uh, a little bit of a barren stretch in terms of like things that I have in the in the till. But uh, you know, just just keeping out there, keeping auditioning. Um, so stay tuned if you want to follow me on social media. 
Um, I'm at M Bats with a Z. Um, and I additionally, I also post uh, pretty regularly uh, scheduled workouts on my other page, uh, Body by Battles. So if you're looking for a little fitness tip or a little exercise to spice your life up a little bit, um, yeah, you can find me there. Do you know what's happening at our bar next? Oh, um, so our bar has been uh, temporarily unhomed due to structural de- uh, structural integrity issues of the top floor of the bar of Falcha. So we are looking for an alternative venue for next month. If we can find one, I think it's actually going to be in Astoria. If not, stay tuned for the the pre uh, the the next month. But mm. as of now, we are we are looking to. Uh, where I will be using the unicorn onesie again. So if you want to see that, please stay tuned to the R-Bar page as well. I'm I, sorry, I, our bar. Our bar, yes. Our bar. Um, And I don't know, if you have any news about the movie version of this, you could email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at buttersongpod. Um, or... If you know about it coming back to the Broadway, please let us know. Please let us know. Or if you would like to fund our production, uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely let us know. <laughs> give us give us money, please. Uh, and if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, well, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, everyone. And we're starting with Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 1. Woo! Guess what I am now? <laughs> This one hits hard. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't, no, it's completely fine. It's completely fine. There's no way he's going to listen to this. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah, that's that's my plug. Uh, people, I'm on the market. <laughs> she she is flirty. She's ready. She's flirty. She's fifty. No, she's she's not fifty. She's uh, but she can <laughs> kick and lunge and do the splits. So there you go. And she can belt the Lady of the Lake. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's more like a legit float, but like, we'll get there. We'll get uh, yeah. We're marketing you. Yeah, you exactly. belt it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're squelting that role for, for Jesus. <laughs> well, Battles, thank you so much for coming back on. And like, picking something so great, even though I- I know how novel we both liked something <laughs> that I came to talk about. I mean, that, that leprechaun- the leprechaun one that was my fault sorry <laughs> yeah i like i said i saw that on christmas super drunk so, <laughs> so it was fun that it way it was fun <laughs> that way yeah uh and thank you everyone for listening and bye for now see ya special thanks to justin johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to nick bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast and thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast bye again everyone and have a musical day